0: Welcome to the Resonant Rest Podcast. My name is Ocean. All these conversations that will be a part of this podcast took place on unceded Musqueam, Squamish, and Tsleil Waututh territory in so called Vancouver. For this first episode, I'm going to share the conversation I had with my good friend Michael Tylo. Michael is a singer-songwriter, a producer. They make beautiful music, some of which you will hear at the end of this episode. Michael's also really interested in ecological restoration and helping animals. I really loved speaking with Michael, and I hope you love listening to the conversation we had. So, here we go! role do you think music plays in your life
1: in my life it's it's been something that's grounded me like through like you know when I was younger and you know going through hardship and stuff and music yeah certain artists like just having music as something to go to whether to play or to listen to was always something that I found comfort in and like Mm. um, even you know growing up i didn't have uh you know i wasn't as i didn't have as much of a social life as some of the people did so having and i I would teach myself piano that's how i learned by you know teaching myself Mm. and that was something i looked forward to and then like i could you know spend a lot of time on and still feel productive about you know Mm. and not like i'm just like i'm doing that at least you know (laughs) (laughs) um and I'm grateful for that because it's like, yeah, coming from a less formally trained background, I feel Mm -hmm. like, um, there, I do feel a bit of sense of pride that I was able to be self-sufficient in that way and resourceful enough to teach myself. Um, so yeah, like in terms of, yeah, listening to music has always been, um, has always been like an anchor for me, playing music, playing with others. That's something that I've been wanting to get back into is, um, yeah, playing with others and actually like it's it's been something I've kind of avoided for a while mm. due to past experiences in bands and whatnot. Yeah, and, same. You know, where there've been too many cooks in the kitchen or whatever, <laughs> and, so to speak. And yeah, I yeah, I've had you know some off experiences with that, but I think it's worth overcoming and you know trying to to make a conscious effort to do that again because it's yeah, the benefits are there are a lot of benefits to that, so that's what I'm trying to say. Cool. A <laughs> yeah. lot of
0: benefits to, like... Playing with others. Playing with others. Yeah.
1: Especially, yeah, like I said before, as a person who feels precious about their music, mm. like, like opening that up to someone else and seeing what they can do with it and not, yeah, not having full control. It's like a, it's like a lesson in letting go of control, in my opinion. Yeah, <laughs> you know? totally. Yeah.
0: Yeah, I find that too. Yeah. Yeah.
1: But back to your question, I think, um, yeah, music has always been there for me, and will always be a part of my life, I I assume, you know. And even now where I'm focusing on other parts of my life, I think that uh, if I don't keep a healthy balance of music in my life, I I quickly find myself unhappy, you know? mm, Yeah. So, yeah, I think it's definitely tied to my happiness.
0: Mm. Mm-hmm. I find that too, yeah.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, totally. Do you have any routines? Like, do you do something often musically? Or do you, like, have a time that you listen to music basically I'm asking about like routines or rituals that you might have around music and what that looks like in your Mm -hmm. life
1: (laughs) good question I think that uh, I don't practice as often as I'd like to to be honest Mm. (laughs) (laughs) that's one thing I'll just like you know but it's nice because I feel like I've I think I'm lucky enough that it like for example with singing I can pick up again and after you know warming up for a half an hour an hour I feel like okay I got this Mm -hmm. (laughs) it's not like I'm starting from square one every single time if I haven't practiced in a few months or a few weeks or whatever I could be more disciplined about that for sure (laughs) (laughs) but um in terms of production I always I'm always like really interested to learn new Mm -hmm. things and to watch different tutorials and part of that is just even listening to new music and hearing what's going on and what people are doing in their mixes and like Yeah, things that are new and I haven't heard before. I want to try to deconstruct and like figure out what's going on, so I can replicate that. You know, Mm -hmm. that's kind of something that I do often. Is I'll, um, yeah, I'll be like really into a certain song at some point, and I'll do a remake of the song. Mm. And even if I have like twenty other projects on the go, sometimes just like you know clearing, kind of yeah clearing clearing my mind, starting something new like that, and I find it to be a really helpful process. Because then when I go back to producing my own music. I find I have all these new, like, little tools and tricks that I can Mm -hmm. add to that, you know? Yeah, totally. And sometimes that kind of pushes me past a block if I'm uh, kind of feeling stuck, you know? Yeah. Yeah.
0: That's cool. Mm -hmm. I definitely don't listen to enough music. I find myself really overwhelmed, like, sonically in life, generally. Mm -hmm. I like quiet. Yeah. A lot. And when I play music, I kind of just want to not listen to music. Mm-hmm. But I don't know. I um, I know my mom is like this too. She like has songs playing in her head all the time. I feel like that's like me. But yeah. And so then when there's other music, I'm like, oh, okay. I have to get <laughs> used to this other thing now, even though there's this other thing going on in my head.
1: Too many tabs open. <laughs> too many tabs
0: open.
2: Yeah.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, yeah. Cool. Thank you.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Okay. So... Now we'll talk about rest, if that's cool. Mm -hmm. To balance creative time, resting time, and everything else, which, you know, might be different things. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Do you set goals for yourself? Do you just let everything happen? What do you see when you imagine a life with enough time to create, rest, and do everything else?
1: So I'm going to tackle the first part of that (laughs) Um, (laughs) separately. yeah, I I don't set, like, really rigid boundaries around, like, okay, I'm going to, like I said, practice for this amount of time, and mm-hmm. then, you know, I find there's less pressure on myself that way, and I, who knows, maybe I could benefit from that, but also I do feel like m- more of my authentic creative process happens when I'm not stressed or feeling, mm. like, like uh, that kind of pressure. So I kind of let it happen, you know, I... I definitely do prioritize rest um, in general in my life. And with music, I think it's important to also fit that in. If you're, you're, let's say, for example, I'm doing, I'm mixing a song. If I just keep going at it for the whole day, I'm going to be so sick of it and not want to, you know, not want to touch it anymore. So I, I do, when it comes to production, I do set, you know, kind of, okay, I'm going to work on this for this evening and then leave it alone for two days, three days, whatever, and then come back to it with fresh ears and a fresh perspective, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and, yeah, I think that music is, for me, like anything, it's like I, I don't want it to become a chore, you know, especially because mm-hmm. it's something that I'm so passionate about. And that's the that's the challenge for me is, like, you know, wanting to... Wanting to use music as a way to to support myself, right? Mm-hmm. That's the goal. Ideally, is to not have to. Mm. For me, that's the goal. Um, but not having it, so it's like a work or a chore, or kind of a drag to do. You know? Mm. Yeah.
0: Are you saying it's your dream to support yourself financially, financially? Yeah. With only music? Yeah. Mm. Mm. Cool.
1: And in an ideal world, I you know. In my ideal world, there (laughs) wouldn't be money. (laughs) Yeah, okay. (laughs) That's possibly a different conversation. No, um...
0: this is the same conversation. (laughs) What does that look like?
1: A world without money looks like, for me, it looks like, you know, relying on trading, on Mm. giving and receiving, and on, yeah, like mutual aid, on more community building where Mm. there isn't a need for The current kind of economy that we have. Right. Mm. Yeah. That's my little (laughs) (laughs) spiel about.
0: No, like that's the exact kind of conversation I want to have. Yeah. 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 I feel like, um I guess I feel like, especially as musicians, a lot of the stuff that's like marketed towards us or the messaging we get from industry people is like very much um I don't know, everyone's like you're going to be a musician, how are you going to make money? And people are wanting to capitalize on that idea that, oh, musicians need to figure out how to make money. Mm-hmm. And that's a whole thing. I feel like, because um, like you're saying, music is this thing that for a lot of us is dear to our hearts and, and sort of feeds our soul. And mm-hmm. it's kind of, it for me, it kind of feels at odds with like profit, and yet we need to sustain ourselves. Right. Yeah. So I feel like musicians exist in this interesting liminal space Mm -hmm. where you're like, I want to do this all the time and I want to sustain myself. And also the way the world works is like with money. And yeah.
1: Yeah. And yeah, I was having a similar conversation with a friend recently about how much I dread and hate having to promote and market myself as a mm. musician, and like that's the one side of it that I can't stand you know? <laughs> and um, I guess it's different for every musician depending on your goals like if you want mm-hmm. mainstream success if you want fame right like mm-hmm. that's not necessarily my goal at this point, but it is yeah, it does feel weird to like to treat yourself as a product, right, yeah, and to yeah have to market yourself um and in I, I, yeah, on social media generally, people that's kind of what people do, right? Yeah, Even if you're not a musician, right? Totally, yeah. <laughs> it's like, yeah. yeah, it's just become this weird part of our day to day, like,
0: yeah, it's like weird, it's totally weird, yeah. and it also feels really nice to be recognized. Mm-hmm. Like, it, it feels nice to have a presence and go to a show and have people show up. Or, you know, to release something and have a bunch of people listen to it to go out in the world and have someone recognize you and be like, hey,
1: I saw your show. Or yeah. Or, <laughs> yeah, yeah, I don't
0: know that that all feels really good, too. I feel and it, feel, it feels like it could be um, an aspect of community building. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Anyways, cool. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah, I'm so happy we're talking about this. Me too. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um. Okay. Now we'll move on to sustenance. How do you sustain yourself? You could talk about income if you want, food, feeding your spirit, or anything else that comes up when you think about sustenance.
1: When I think about sustenance, um, I hate to say, it, but my first thought is finance, like finances. Mm-hmm but I don't want to talk about that <laughs> I'd rather talk about yeah like spiritually and
0: mm.
1: food wise I love food yeah. <laughs> you know this yeah um, Yeah. I I have a important relationship with food I think mm. it's like my it's a love language of mine like cooking for others mm-hmm. feeding others feeding myself even if I'm eating on my own I still like to make things like really well for myself you know Um, and I put a lot of effort into that Mm. and it's like it's almost like a form of self-love for me to like yeah do all that just for my own stomach Mm. (laughs) you know yeah totally Um, that makes sense and in terms of yeah spiritually I it's yeah it's it's challenging to I think what what I need spiritually changes from you Mm. know time to time and um you know community is definitely a huge part of that like having people around me that i connect to that i that understand me and i understand them and mm-hmm. i feel supported by it and you know um feeling sustained in terms of like energy like i i you know obviously getting enough sleep that's important right? yeah, like, yeah, yeah. so i do prioritize <laughs> that i mm. I'm usually in bed at like 11 <laughs> Yeah. and up early in the morning. I, I like mornings. That's like a part of the day I find a lot of joy in, you know? Mm. Um. So yeah, I'm trying to think of other ways of like sustaining, you know, mm-hmm. oneself. I think in my life, it's like really important to always feel like I'm growing and learning and never mm. just at a standstill. That's when I feel like a dip in my mental health, you know, Mm. when I've stopped changing or growing or, yeah, learning new things. So I'm always like, yeah, having this like sense of curiosity in life where you're always open to new experiences and new skills and whatever else, you know? Yeah. That's something that sustains me. So
0: that's so cool. Yeah.
1: Sharing knowledge with others and having them (laughs) share with me. Yeah. Nice. Mm -hmm. As we're doing right now. Yeah.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Wow. Yeah. That's so cool. I feel like um, every time you have an answer, it like leads into my next question. (laughs) I want to ask a question about community and music specifically. In the community, in so-called Vancouver or like this greater territory that feels sort of local, Mm -hmm. is there anything you would like to nurture or change or grow here? Do you have any feelings about like, the musical community that come to mind
1: i have a lot of feelings (laughs) oh yeah (laughs) yeah one thing that i would like to see more of is queer focused venues and spaces Mm. um and not only like event producers who who curate shows that center queer people but Mm -hmm. you know where um, you know the event producer or the curator is queer themselves. I think that that is something that we're missing and um as a result you know i've I've heard of you know certain certain events that uh have done things have done harm you know and propagated harm throughout the community and um not to say that queer people are the uh authority on what behaving and, like, and interacting with others in a completely ethical, <laughs> safe way is... Yes,
0: queers are 100% ethical. <laughs> yeah, yeah they're, they're not the...
1: <laughs> they're not the authority on that by any means, but, like, I think it does... Yeah, at times it does feel um, like we're missing that in, the, mm. in this music and art scene, mm. and um, it would be nice to see more of that. And to see maybe more like collaborative uh music performance art spaces where hmm. um not not like uh, as unstructured as an open mic you know mm-hmm. more structured than that but a place where people can come together and like like share ideas and perform for others mm. get more comfortable performing if they have limited experience performing mm-hmm. you know um Cause that's how you learn, right? Totally, yeah. <laughs> you don't just jump into the deep end, right? So, yeah, um, and I think that that's been missing too. Like, I remember when I was growing up, there were more opportunities like that. Mm. Perhaps it's because I'm no longer considered a youth, but <laughs> interesting, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I think there, yeah, is possibly more funding for
0: hmm.
1: um youth musicians and artists and all that. Interesting. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It
0: seems to me like there's a divide though in between when you're under 19 and and there's these sort of school-ish based programs and then there's sort of a divide between that and all of the 19 plus venues that have shows mm-hmm. where there's bands playing there and there's like a whole scene that isn't accessible to younger people. Yeah. So it's interesting it's interesting that you felt like there was more opportunity as a youth to mm-hmm. sort of practice I feel like there's. I feel like there's room to sort of bridge that as well. Mm-hmm. And Definitely. I feel. I also feel like um, younger queer people have such good ideas about like throwing events and like I feel um, excited about the future. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I'm glad yeah. to hear that. This is yeah. what 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 you're saying is bringing up mm-hmm. in my mind, anyways. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, cool. Okay.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Um. I guess I just have one other question, I yeah. think. Do you have any dreams about the future? A musical dream? A creative dream? A life dream?
1: Let's start with the... Yeah, creative dream. I think... Uh, yeah, I would love to... To compose a piece for a full orchestra one day—that's mm. like something that I would always love. Like I've wanted wanted to do, and I, yeah, that's on my list for sure. Um, and this one is a bit smaller scale, but uh, I guess smaller scale. But um, you know, growing up, I I would always watch all my favorite art- artists perform at uh, uh, KEXP, like the the radio. Oh. Um, station, you know they mm. put on those like live sets, and they have their U- YouTube channel. Mm.
0: Um, Is that local?
1: It's in Seattle.
0: Oh, yeah. okay, cool.
1: That's always been a dream of mine. That's awesome. <laughs> I, I think it's like a this like milestone that I, if I cross that, it's like okay, I've done oh. something, you know, or I'm in that I'm in that <laughs> level with those artists who I, whom I love, you know. Yeah.
2: Um,
1: that's another little thing that's on my mind for one day. Cool. <laughs> and, um. In a more general sense, I think my dream for the future is one where we, yeah, there isn't so much division and conflict in the world, Mm. and, you know, there's a lot of work to do. It's not going to be easy, and, like, I do care about the fate of the world, and, you know,
2: Mm.
1: it's easy to be disenchanted and to, like, to, especially, mm, (laughs) I'm kind of going in many directions here, but, like, (laughs) um when you hear all this stuff about like the climate crisis and you get this impending sense of doom and Mm -hmm. then you're flooded with like bad news day in and day out, it's super easy to feel like, okay, what's the point? Like, you know, we're, yeah, we're headed downhill, Mm -hmm. you know? Um, But yeah, I think there's, there's still room for hope and for, you know, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? positivity about the future and Mm. to feel hopeful you know that things will improve and change and they always have in the course of humanity like yeah um systems of oppression that have felt so permanent have been overthrown or overturned or Mm. are no longer you know um a reality right so Mm. but what i'm trying to say is yeah as permanent as some things feel it's like it is possible for radical change (laughs) yeah
0: yeah oh that's beautiful yeah wow (laughs) I feel like after this interview I'm like done my podcast this is all that's all (laughs) yeah Yeah. cool a lot
1: of those those ideas are interconnected though like yeah yeah.
0: totally Mm -hmm. yeah do you have anything that comes to mind that you are just like itching to say right now
1: like and subscribe and no, oh don <laughs> <laughs> Shameless plug.
0: Before the end of this episode, I just wanted to pop in and say, hello. I hope you have enjoyed it so far, and please feel free to reach out to me on social media. My handle on Instagram is ocean.pendarker, that's O-C-E-A-A-N dot P-E-N-D-H-A-R-K-A-R. You can also email me at oceanpendarker at gmail.com. Let me know what your favorite parts of the episode were, or if you have any other thoughts. To end this episode, I'm just going to play a little clip of Michael explaining what their song Simpler Times is about. Simpler Times is a song that I absolutely love, and I'm sure you will too. You can listen to it wherever you listen to music, and you'll also hear it right at the end of this here episode. Thank you so much again for listening, and see you next time. What do you want to say? What do you want people to know about
1: it? Um. So yeah, about simpler times. Um, I. I recorded it in 2016, and like, as I've told you, like, I've hit many roadblocks with the production process and the mixing and editing process, mm. and I really had to like set limits for myself and. Be okay with it not being just as I wanted. You know, mm. I feel like I can just go on and on and on with that and. that's been the case with the other songs on the ep like you know they're good but i can i feel like i can just keep going and polishing them more and more and more and at some point i just have to yeah to stop and know when when they're ready you know yeah Um, i don't know if everyone struggles with that i feel like we have i know a lot of people who release things often and i feel like you know if everyone were taking the amount of time I took to mm-hmm. <laughs> to produce something, no one would be releasing anything. So Maybe it's just me who's super slow, I don't know, <laughs> with my creative process. But yeah, it does feel like uh, like when you put that much effort and work into something, it feels like exposing to like release that and have mm. people perceive it and listen to it and have their thoughts about it. And yeah. that's something I have to be comfortable with, you know?
0: Yeah, well, I don't think you have to be comfortable with it. But, yeah, I've definitely felt those things too. Mm-hmm. The like the timeline of what releases are supposed to look like is such an interesting thing that i I feel like um, different people have different goals, right? And like it's different if you're like, um, if there's a bunch of financial stuff riding on a release, mm-hmm. I think, for people, those are like reasons why people, um, you know, have a fire under their butts to deliver something. Mm -hmm. But I don't know. I feel like we don't all have the same goals around that. Mm -hmm. I don't know. Do you feel like you want to do stuff faster and you can't?
1: That's, yeah, that's a good question. I feel like I want to do things faster than I have been, not necessarily just, like, pumping out music Mm. that I'm not, you know, proud of or that I'm not, you know, that a lot of work hasn't gone into. I actually... Yeah, it's important for me to feel like it's something that I've put a lot of effort and passion and time into Mm. and that reflects what I want and like, you know, um, not just to keep like people interested and to like, I know that a lot of people will like, for example, post music or post like even, you know, content online Mm -hmm. just to keep people engaged and stuff and that's Mm -hmm. definitely not my goal. So um, ideally, you know, if people want to listen to my music, they're going to be listening regardless of if it's a month or six months or whatever, you know, yeah, (laughs) um, just to like see what I've been up to, what I've been producing and stuff, not because I've like held held on to their interests Mm -hmm. more than a different artist, for example, or, Mm. you know, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: Well, you certainly have my interest. So. Thank you. <laughs> it's good to know. <laughs> yeah. No, that's an interesting perspective. Thank you for sharing. Mm-hmm, I think the two aren't like mutually exclusive, right? Like you can make a masterpiece in a short amount of time, mm-hmm. I think. Or even like maybe it doesn't matter if it's a masterpiece, you know, but mm-hmm. it's cool. I feel like it does matter. I agree. Like yeah. I feel the same as you. I like... I I want to spend enough time on something that I feel like I've spent enough time on.
2: Yeah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> but, you know, different things happen with different people.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. What is Simpler Times about?
1: It's about change and like changing from... Yeah, going through change and navigating mm-hmm. new layers of yourself, you know, while consolidating the older layers that Mm. you know so when I wrote that song I was I wrote it with uh, Zeta and we were both in a similar circumstance at the time and yeah it it was about I guess maybe losing innocence but also like going through change that's necessary because you can't Mm. stay young and innocent forever right Mm. (laughs) unfortunately (laughs) Um, and experiencing new things in the world and sometimes not feeling okay with some of some of the choices you've made right Mm. and but also there is like a message of like forgiveness like self-forgiveness and like yeah I always whenever I'm like feeling regret or feeling down about things about the past I always remind myself that uh, saying if you if you knew better you would do better so Mm. that's something that stays with me and that I feel like um Yeah, those messages are all ingrained in the song Mm. in different ways. (laughs) Some of the lyrics, yeah, some of the lyrics are not so literal. And that's, I kind of like, you know, making people think sometimes, like, (laughs) what what did they mean when they, you know, when they said this or whatever? So, yeah. Yeah.
0: You do have a very, like, mysterious, ambiguous vibe. Mm -hmm. So that's fitting. Yeah. But I assure
1: you, it's not... (laughs) Yeah, whatever lyrics are in there are not just filler words to Mm. to rhyme or whatever else, you know, there's a purpose for them, so. Cool. Yeah.
0: Nice. Mm -hmm. That's awesome. Thank you.
1: Thank you. Thank you for having me.
0: Yeah.